the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thank you for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, today's episode is titled A Devotional Life. So we're going to talk about a devotional life, a life devoted to God. One of the most powerful memories that I have is not really that old. It's just a couple of days before, maybe even New Year's Eve of uh, 2017 going into 2018, my dad passed away and we were we were in the moment. And so I uh, went and I was at my mom's house so we could plan the next day uh, for making arrangements for my dad's funeral. And I got up early the next day, again, visiting at my mom's house. And I went and sat in my dad's chair. And right next to my dad's chair was the Bible that he had been reading. So I uh, made a cup of coffee and sat there and opened up my dad's Bible and just perused through the Bible and, and tried to identify where I thought he had been reading the Bible and some of the things that he had been considering from God's Word and from the church and things of that nature and that is a powerful memory in my life because until the day that my dad went to be with Jesus, he practiced this routine of being with God on a regular, even a daily basis. This idea of a time of devotion, uh, devotional time, was part of my life growing up. I, as a child, would stay the night with my great-grandparents, and every morning and again every evening— my great-grandparents would sit in their chairs and read the Bible together, and then they would pray and and uh, have that spiritual time together. So I would be part of that sometimes when I would stay the night with them. My parents, and I have just described my dad, would also have a time of private devotions, and we would—I don't know what the rhythm was, but we, my parents, my sister and I, would have family devotions. So we would get to go to the living room and and sit on the couch and have the big, what I call a white coffee table Bible. And then my parents and my sister and I would, would have these devotional times. And, and we were allowed as children to, to read the Bible and to pray and be part of that. And it poses this question for me with that heritage that I want to ask you today as you listen in. What actually are devotions? What is 
a devotional time or what is a devotional life? When I think about this word devotions, what I think about is spending time with God. Maybe you are reading the Bible and many of you as you listen in have a plan to read through the Bible in a year or just at some point. Or you use different devotional books or you have what some people call a quiet time with God. It's where you read the Bible, you pray, you listen to God, but it looks different depending on who you are. I tell a story, I've even told it on this uh, podcast before of one of my roommates uh, that I walked in on one time. He actually was standing on the couch, really, uh, or he was standing on the back of the couch looking out the window and music was blaring and he's sort of dancing. And I walked in and asked my roommate what he was doing. And he turned around and said, hey, could you be quiet? I'm actually having my devotions. So he found a way to to be alone with God. So when I think about what are devotions, let's think of of it like this. It's a way that we uh, are alone with God. But a different question than what are devotions is, what is a devotional life? We could maybe think of it this way, that devotions are something we do. A devotional life is something that I have or something that I offer to God. A devotional life is a life that is devoted to God's mission. So this is why we would pray, because we're devoted to God's mission. It's why we read the Bible, because we're devoted to his mission. It's being devoted to reflecting God and his character, which impacts the the behaviors of our life, how we spend our time, how we execute our talents. It, it a, a life devoted to reflecting God and his character impacts what we do. It's why we treat people with kindness and generosity and put other people first. But it also impacts what we don't do or what we avoid. A life that is devoted to reflecting God's character impacts the way we think. We, we, it's, it, it's a matter of where do we put our minds? See, culture drives our minds and our thinking in one direction, but Paul writes in Philippians that whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if anything is excellent, if anything is worthy of praise, think about these things. So a life devoted to God sets our minds on these biblical themes. It impacts our finances, where we give our money. So it impacts our time, our talents, and our treasures. So this is a devotional life. And I'm going to dig into that throughout this this episode, but I'm also going to talk about how we break that down and practice devotions. So we've talked about, even on this podcast, different sort of acronyms that you can use in a devotional time. And I'm just going to remind you of some of those here in the front end of the podcast. One is to use the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. And that would be spending some time A, giving adoration to God. C, confessing your sins. T, giving thanksgiving and praise to God. And then S is prayer or supplication. So this is a uh, a tool, a resource you can use in your devotional time. Another one is SOAP, S-O-A-P, which stands for read scripture. Make an observation. Discover a way to apply application and then prayer. So scripture, observation, application, and prayer. 
I've done an episode on praying for the harvest, so I'll remind you, H-A-R-V-E-S-T, and that would be praying for health needs, assets, relationships, virtue, emotional needs, spiritual needs, and a teachable spirit. So I'm giving you a lot just right there, but I want us to think there's not one right way to live a devoted life to Christ or to spend time in devotions, but there's many ways. There are many disciplines like reading the Bible, prayer, fasting, listening, journaling, uh, gathering together in worship services, being part of a small group, Sabbath rhythms, generosity, giving. Actually, Richard Foster has a devotional classic or a Christian classic book, Celebrations of Discipline, where he talks about three categories of spiritual disciplines, the inward disciplines, the outward disciplines, and corporate disciplines. So he lists them. The inward disciplines are disciplines of meditation, where we meditate on the Word of God, not just reading it, but interacting with it and putting our minds on it. And where we pray. So prayer is another inward discipline where it's you and God. Fasting is another personal inward discipline. Although there can be corporate fasts, it's an inward discipline that Richard Foster writes about in Celebration of Discipline. Another one is study, where it's the study of Scripture, it's learning, it's it's engaging, using other tools and resources. So these inward disciplines are intimate with God. Another discipline is an outward discipline, where we would practice simplicity and solitude and submission and service. And then, of course, there are corporate disciplines, confession, where we confess our sins one to another, where we worship in a corporate setting where we give and receive guidance and where we truly learn to celebrate. Now, I want you to keep following this podcast is because I'm about to embark on a three-part mini-series that explores uh, Richard Foster's disciplines. So episode one will be inward disciplines, episode two, outward disciplines, episode three, corporate disciplines. So that's coming up. So I want you to keep listening here even in the weeks to come. But as we think about this topic today, a devotional life, a devotional life is living a life that is devoted to God. It impacts how we think. It impacts what we do. It impacts where we go. It impacts what we stop, what we change, what we start. It impacts everything about us. It actually impacts and encompasses our vocation, our relationships, the outcomes in our life. And the idea of living a devotional life or a life devoted to God is where we spend our entire life, our energy, our heart, mind, soul, and strength, giving honor and glory to God and practicing his mission over ours. So we're about to go to break, and I want you to stay tuned, because after break and hearing from our sponsors, I'm going to talk more about living a devotional life. So we've talked just a little bit about this topic of devotions. I've introduced the idea, the concept of a devotional life. We've considered or just briefly mentioned a list of spiritual disciplines, as well as some acronyms that you can use. So rewind this if you listen to it later, and you can practice this. But after the break, we're going to explore a little bit about a devotional life, a life devoted to God, and we're going to 
end today as we spend our time together just working through how to have a devotional time. So today we're talking about a devotional life, and I want you to stay tuned as we are about to hear from our sponsors, and I'll be right back with you to talk more about living a life devoted to God, a devotional life. So stay tuned. You're listening now to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's mission in your life, and you're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. back. Thank you for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's show, titled A Devotional Life, gives us an opportunity to explore what it looks like to have a devotional time and live a life devoted unto God. And, and those are different things. So devotions, as we describe it, is this time that we spend with God. A devotional life is truly learning to live a life devoted unto the Lord. I want to take a glance at four short scripture passages that speak to this topic of living a devoted life to Christ. I'm going to start in the Old Testament, 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 61, which says, Let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his commands as at this day. So what this talks about is whole, true, wholly true to the Lord our God. I like to, to, to break that down a little bit and talk about the difference between partial commitment and whole commitment. And partial commitment is not bad, but a devoted life is whole or full commitment. So my family has fostered, my wife and I and our family has fostered several children and have been foster parents. And during that time, we've had children in our home temporarily. Some have remained in the foster care system and that network of care. Others have gone back and been reunited with their families. Others have been adopted out. But two of the children that were foster children in our home are two children that we actually adopted and are part of our family. So when I looked at the relationship with these two children, partial commitment, and it wasn't a low dedication, but it was temporary. We fostered them. But the, the, the whole commitment, holy end, giving our life to these children happened when we adopted them and they became part of who we are. So this idea of holy, true to the Lord is, a, is an all-in, full, long-term, lifelong commitment where we, we live out the statutes and commitments and the commandments that are in the Word. Where, see, following rules and trying to live up to what the Bible says does not build your relationship with Christ. In fact, it's the opposite. Wholehearted commitment to follow Christ informs how we practice the commandments of the Bible. So we live out the commandments because of our wholehearted devotion to Christ. So another verse, I'll go to one of the Gospels. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, No one can serve two masters. 
except for he will hate one and love the other or will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So what we learn from this verse from the Gospels is wholehearted, devoted life to Christ includes serving. So we can't serve two masters. We have to serve one. So when we live a devotional life, a life devoted unto God, it is serving him and his mission only to the point that we would hate one mission and love the other, or we will be devoted to God's mission and despising all other missions. What that means is what we want, what the world wants, everything else is opposite of what we should practice because we only want to practice what God wants. This is an idea of serving his mission, hating one, loving the other. Listen, we don't live what culture says to live. We shouldn't live what our parents say we should do. We shouldn't live what we want to do ourselves. We should live primarily what God's mission is. And in that, we will serve this culture, honor our parents, and see the best unfold in our life according to God's plan. What I want to do now is jump to uh, out of the Gospels and look at, at the book of Acts. So Luke, who's the author of Acts, writes in two different places about this idea of being devoted that I want to focus on for a couple of minutes here uh, on this episode, because we're talking about a devotional life. And here's what Luke writes in Acts chapter 1, verse 14. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. So one of the things that we see about this idea of devotion is a commitment beyond ourselves to another or others. So when we live a devotional life, it's a life that is a committed life to someone else. It's a self-sacrificial act, a life devoted to God. And and this broadens when we look at the next chapter in Acts, and and there's this idea of true community that's written in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And I want to look at that first verse, verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. So their devotion, their commitment was to the teaching of the apostles. So there was a commitment to growth, to learn what they didn't know. And, and it said they committed to the fellowship. So their commitment was not to themselves, but to one another. And this is true when we live a devotional life where our commitment is not looking out for ourselves, but to God. So in Acts 2.42, the commitment the devotion was to the breaking of bread or the being together and then to the the prayers, the spiritual activity. See, a life of devotion impacts our passions, our thoughts, and our efforts. When I was in high school, I was a trumpet player, and I practiced for about three of those years in high school about 90 minutes a day for six or seven days a week. Later in my professional life, I became passionate about coaching, and I, I think about it. I bit my, my time there. The idea of living a devotional life is that your passion would be centered on your relationship with God. And, and actually, it impacts our thoughts. So the, the time we spend thinking, you know, think about the laying awake in bedtime 
if you're thinking about God, it could be an indication that you're living a life devoted to God. If you're brainstorming and dreaming, uh, not I'm not talking about dreams at night, but just daydreaming and hoping and praying for things that advance the gospel and his mission, God's mission, that might be a sign that you're devoted unto God. A life devoted to God impacts your efforts, making the decisions to do what God wants you to do and not to do other things that detract you from that. So I told you earlier that I would talk about how we could maybe, uh, how we could practice a successful devotional time. And there are four steps I want to share with you as we wrap up today. The first step in having a successful and fruitful devotional time is to number one, identify the goal of that time. Your primary focus, let's say for the next three months, might be to know God or to seek God or to learn biblical truth. You can ask yourself this question. What do you want to be different three months from now after spending devotional time with the Lord? I lead several discipleship small groups, and we all identify an area of growth that we work on for an entire year. In fact, if you have any interest in being part of a devotional, or excuse me, a discipleship small group, you can reach out directly to me at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. We'll get you plugged in. There's no charge for this. We'll get you plugged into a discipleship small group, and we'll partner with you. But the next thing you need to do after identifying the goal is identify your resources. You might choose to use your Bible or read through a book of the Bible or a Bible reading plan or a devotional book. And we're going to explore a a book uh, here in the next episodes called Celebration of Disciplines by, by Richard Foster. So we'll we'll help you with that. Maybe another type of a book or different prayer models, whatever those resources are. So identify the goal. Identify the resources. Number three, identify the time. When will you spend time with God? How long will that time last? Where will it be? Many years I, I read my Bible in my brown chair, and every time I did, I could hear God speaking. Sometimes I spend my time praying by walking the sanctuary at my church or sitting in an outdoor space. But what you want to do to have a successful devotional time is, number one, identify the goal. Number two, identify your resources. Number three, identify the time. And number four, identify the accountability that will keep you meeting this devotional goal. In fact, this might cause you to be curious about working with a discipleship coach or a coach in some endeavor. We would love to partner with you and help you reach your spiritual goals and improve your devotional life with the Lord. You can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. We can uh, give you a free coaching readiness questionnaire. There's a link right on the website there. We'd love for you to take that. And we want you to also follow this show, follow the podcast, join our social media, and let us be part of your life, encouraging you every day. See, I want to thank you today for listening to Your Discipleship Coach. We truly partner with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com and Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University.
You can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, I want you to know that I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.